Hi, I'm Tyra G., your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual global gathering of phenomenal men and those who love you. Mothers, daughters, grand and great-grandmothers, fearsome and generous, humble and honest in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. You know, here we dig deep and we come up strong. For those of you joining us for the first time, each month we explore a new theme inspired by you. Yes, I said you. We bravely walk into places where tradition has taught us that there's some things we just don't talk about. But not at this table, and no matter how hard judgment knocks, it can't come in. Beloved here, we live beyond the wreckage. Every week we experience, educate, encourage, and empower each other. We share some aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for too long. Every week, we start where we are. I am so excited about how the show is progressing. We are celebrating the fifth month of proof that dreams can come true. Frankly speaking with Tara G is one of my most priceless dreams. I thank God for every remembrance of you, your gifts of ideas, your presence, your encouragement. They've been the gifts that inspire. I can't do this show without you. Thank you so much. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, on your TV, computer, or mobile device. And we are webcast worldwide on the Internet at www.radiofairfax.org every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, should you miss, meet us, miss us, no worries. You can catch our podcast on YouTube on Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. And if you feel like connecting with me offline, hey, it's easy and I would love it. Just email me at Tyra at TyraGarlington.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing and performing our Frankly Speaking theme. And for naming it, I'm Listening. Our theme this month is Legacy is for the Living. And each month I like to share selected words of others related to our themes. Billy Graham says the greatest legacy one could pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. Dara Horn says every person has a legacy. You may not know what your impact is, and it may not be something that you can write on your tombstone, but Every person has an impact on this world. Brett Eldridge says, A legacy for me is being a piece of the soundtrack of someone's life. And I think that's my favorite. I want to be a piece of the soundtrack of someone's life. Ray Bradbury says, Everyone must leave something behind when he dies. He said his grandfather said a child or a book or a painting or a house or a wall built, or a pair of shoes made, or a garden planted. Something your hand touched some way, so your soul has been somewhere, and has somewhere to go when you die. And when people look at that tree or that flower you planted, you're there. Edgar Allan Poe says, the past is a pebble in my shoe. I kind of like that one as well. I want to begin, as I do each week, by creating a common thought space about our monthly theme. Susan Bosak is the director of the Legacy 
project, and she success she suggests about life and legacy that it is about life and living. It's about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. Did you know that the best place to plant a young tree is in a clearing in an old growth florist and not an open field? Well, why, Tyra, you ask? I'm glad you did. Ecologists tell us that a young tree grows better when it's planted in an area with older trees. Now, here's the good part. The reason it seems is that the roots of a young tree are able to follow the pathways created by former trees and implant themselves more deeply. Over time, the roots of many trees may actually graft themselves to one another, creating an intricate, independent foundation hidden under the ground. In this way, stronger trees share resources with weaker ones so that the whole forest becomes healthier. That's legacy and interconnection across time with a need for those who have come before and a responsibility to those who will come after. Now, let me say that again. Legacy and interconnection across time with a need for those who have come before us and a responsibility to those who come after us. A legacy can take many forms. It could be children, grandchildren, a business, an ideal, a book, a community, a home, some piece of ourselves. Our legacy naturally intrigues us. It's perfectly understandable that we would want to know how the world will remember us after we're gone. How many of us will be surprised? How many of us are living our lives so that our legacy reflects all that we truly hold most dear. How many of us are living with integrity and courage? Listen to this. Leaving a legacy is a human need. It's partly selfish. We want to feel immortal. The idea of leaving something behind us will live forever is appealing to us. We also want to feel like we matter. Well, here's the thing. The world isn't connected by molecules. It's connected by stories and traditions, memories, hopes, and dreams. We're connected by the legacies passed down from those who came before us and the legacies we pass down to those who come after us. For children, legacy means learning from the past. It separates the timeless from the transients. For adults, legacy means hoping for the future. It means developing and passing on a timeless part of yourself. Legacy is very much about life and living. Today I have two guests that represent legacy from two different lens, a father and a son. After the break, I also have a surprise. So grab a beverage and stay close. Choose radio, choose a big stereo, choose loudspeakers, car hi-fi, compact disc players and electrical antennas. Choose sitting on that couch listening to mind-numbing, spirit-crushing commercial radio shows. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got Fairfax County's own freeform radio station that's always commercial-free? It's your station. Use it. 
If rock and roll is what you want, then rock and roll is what you'll get. 60 minutes of original rock and roll, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on the Rock and Roll Review. With me. Who are you? I'm Mickey Bowe, taking you back to the 50s and even earlier. Would you like to listen? Sure, I don't mind. Then groove to the real oldies, Saturday evenings at 6 on Mickey Bowe's Rock and Roll Review on Radio Fairfax. Crazy. They want me to get rid of my dog. Can they do that? I'm being fined for leaving my garage door open too long. What are covenants? Do I have any rights? Help, I feel like I've left the American Zone. If you want the answers to those questions, join me, Shu Bartholomew, and my guests on The Commons. Every Saturday from 2 to 3, we'll ask the experts and we'll untangle the truth about what's left of our property rights. to the moon let me swing among those stars this is mike delaney host of simply sinatra join me wednesday evenings at 10 for a weekly meeting with the chairman of the board a true american idol mr francis albert sinatra that's simply sinatra wednesdays at 10 right here on radio fairfax in other words baby kiss Hi, I'm Jenny Garth. As a mom, there's nothing more important to me than seeing my kids smile. That's why I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to shine a light on the importance of a healthy, beautiful smile. We all want to look our best, and an attractive smile is part of it. Getting your child an orthodontic checkup can make a huge difference in their future. Orthodontists straighten teeth and jaws. And if braces are needed, today's hip models let kids sport their own personal style during treatment. To learn more, visit braces.org. Take care, Grandma. Okay, baby. Don't forget to let me know the second you get there. Yes, ma'am. My grandson always tells me I worry about him too much. And of course I do. I'm his grandma. Well, I was worried sick when he came home from Afghanistan. He came back wounded. It wasn't a wound you could see. It was a wound inside. Post-traumatic stress disorder. My T couldn't sleep. He was angry all the time. He felt like he didn't fit in anywhere. Then I heard about this group, Wounded Warrior Project, people helping warriors like T. So I figured who better to help my grandson than people who could understand what he'd been through. Now, I don't know what they do there, but my T is smiling again. So I figured they must be good people. One out of every five warriors returned from the battlefield with post-traumatic stress disorder. Help support them at woundedwarriorproject.org. We are back, and now for your surprise. Thank you. 
that sax sound familiar? That was none other than Mr. Courtney Nero, the wonderful, wonderful guy who created the music that I bounce around to every week. And not only Courtney, he has his legacy with him, his son Asa. I'm going to let them introduce themselves in their own words. Courtney, you want to start? Sure. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Tyra. Thanks so much for having us on the show. We're really glad to be here today. Uh, my name is Courtney Nero. Uh, I am a uh, I am proudly born and raised in Washington, D.C., um, and I've spent about the last uh, 12 years, now to think about it, uh, as a resident of Fairfax County. Uh, again, I was born and raised in D.C. I went to Banneker High School and uh, went to college here in town. Um, I have a wonderful family. My son is here with me this evening, and I also have a daughter, uh, Naomi, and a wonderful wife of 20 years, Sabrina. Uh, again, we live in, in Fairfax County, and you know, when I was growing up uh, in D.C. and uh, through high school and college, I was really, uh, bouncing back and forth uh, between two passions. One was a uh, passion for languages, and then also uh, there was a passion for music. Uh, so I started playing saxophone uh, when I was a little younger than Asa in seventh grade and kept going with it uh, through high school and uh, college playing in the jazz ensemble. Uh, I started putting together my own groups, and uh, the Lord has really blessed me uh, over time to play with a number of uh, artists, uh, from 1997 to 2007, I was uh, part of a horn section called Mo Horns, <laughs> and uh, through uh, that association, I was able to play with many uh, greats in the gospel music uh, field, including Fred Hammond, Richard Smallwood, uh, Shirley Caesar, James Hall, and uh, Donald Lawrence. And then in 2008, uh, I was blessed to uh, release my debut solo CD, which is called Make Me Walk, uh, and it's still available on uh, on iTunes. 
Uh, this was a mix of uh, jazz and gospel uh, arrangements and then some original compositions of my own. And in 2009, uh, the CD Make Me Walk was nominated uh, for a stellar award in the uh, Instrumental Gospel CD of the Year category. Uh, so my, my wife and my father and I at the time, uh, this was about, this was the week before, the weekend before uh, Barack Obama's inauguration. We took a road trip uh, down to Nashville and we attended the Stellar Awards, which uh, was a real highlight of my life. Let me, let me put a, a pin there for a second. Sure. Something I'd, I've heard, I've listened, I own the CD, but somehow I'm just now saying, what motivated you to combine gospel and jazz? You know, uh, I started playing uh, saxophone, like I said, in seventh grade and uh -huh. was really just uh, playing in concert band and things until about uh, 10th grade in high school. I saw the movie uh, Round Midnight, which uh -huh. starred Dexter Gordon, uh -huh. and uh, it really uh, opened my eyes and opened my ears to jazz, and I started uh, journeying within the jazz idiom. Okay. And uh, both of those, you know, jazz was such a part of my life. When I went to college, you know, briefly, I took, and uh, I took part of that time not to go to church at all. And the Lord brought me back uh, to the church, and I realized uh, the need for Jesus Christ in my life. And when I joined uh, my church, my current church, Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church in Washington D.C., I immediately. Uh, joined the music ministry, and I often tried to find ways to blend mm. uh, the gospel and sacred music with uh, the jazz influences in my life. So it seemed natural to me when I put the, the CD together uh, to have some uh, jazz tunes, like uh, there's one song called The Preacher, mm -hmm. uh, which is by Horace Silver, mm -hmm. a famous jazz pianist, uh, and then put that right alongside uh, my own arrangements of uh, no, Not One, for example, which mm -hmm. is a familiar uh, gospel hymn. I find them very compatible. Uh, sometimes in church, uh, if I'm not aware, I can transcend to another idiom, which would be jazz right? really easily right? based on the accompaniment. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, uh, we are monopolizing the conversation. Okay. We need to uh, say, hey, Asa. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to hear your voice. Uh, that was Ace on keyboard, accompanying uh, his dad, and uh, tell the audience a little bit about who you are. Hello. Uh, my name is Ace Nero. I'm 15. I'm in the 10th grade. I go to school here in Fairfax County, and I've been living in the area uh, my whole life. Uh, right now, I'm playing, I play drums in the Blues Alley Youth Orchestra which is based off of the Blues Alley Jazz Club in Washington, D.C. And uh, I play keyboards at our church in D.C., Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church. Um, yeah, so I, st I started playing piano when I was four, and um, I started playing drums when I was around that age. I think I was three. And then I played a saxophone and euphonium in the concert band in elementary school, and I started playing percussion in uh, my high school last year now uh, I have actually <clears throat> excuse me I have actually watched you be in an audience 
when your dad was playing with his jazz group, and mm. I noticed that you played the table. Yes. <laughs> Am I right? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I, I thought, I mean, really into it, and I kept on thinking, pretty soon he's going to move right on over there and <laughs> sit in the drum, give the drummer some, you know? <laughs> that was pretty exciting. What does it feel like? Um, we haven't really talked that, talked about the fact that Naomi is also an accomplished musician and in the Nero house uh, some sessions go on right every now and then yes yes how do they get motivated do you suddenly look at each other and say I feel a song coming <laughs> on <laughs> how does that happen sometimes we just uh, we all find ourselves in the in the basement uh -huh. at the same time or in the uh, in the living room where our piano is located. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also um, have really been blessed. It's been a highlight for me that uh, I've been able to play a few gigs uh, with Naomi and Asa together. Uh, my sister uh, teaches uh, uh, physical education in the Arlington County mm -hmm. uh, school system, and a couple of times in years past, uh, she's asked uh, me to come to play for uh, special black history presentations mm -hmm. and uh, I think it was on two occasions I was able to bring Asa on drums uh, Naomi played keyboard and then mm -hmm. I had a good friend uh, John Steele to play bass uh, mm. so it was really nice to have that uh, quartet going together and uh, on one other occasion in Alexandria I remember just a few years ago Asa played drums in another uh, jazz quartet I put together for our birthday party I um I was thinking as you were talking about Naomi's recital she had recently, and um, I had I had told Courtney some time ago that uh, Claire de Lune was uh, one of my favorite uh, pieces because when my father came home from the war he would play that for me when I was a tiny little girl he'd play it before I went to sleep, and I had surgery this year and it was right around the time where Naomi had her recital and right. and Courtney kept on saying oh we want you to come we want you to come and I wanted to go but I couldn't and she played Claire de Lune uh, her uh, she had a, a joint recital right, right with right. Uh, her good friend uh, who uh, with whom she had taken partner piano lessons yes and so they split the recital between the two of them and her uh, her good friend played Claire de Lune at the recital. But that, yeah. your next chance is coming because she will, Naomi will have her own uh, senior recital this coming summer uh, to mark, uh, the end, mark the end of her senior year in high school and the end of her uh, period of teaching with her current uh, piano teacher. She is, well, the whole family is phenomenal. What can I say? I mean, I just grin. I just grin. Um, I also want to go back to something you said. I'm not going to let it slip away. You said you were torn between music and languages. What languages do you speak? Uh, I speak Russian language. I went to school. I went to undergraduate uh, uh, with a major in Russian language. Mm. And uh, in the interim, in the past few years, I've also learned uh, Georgian language. The Republic of Georgia is oh. a small country south of Russia, and they have a totally different uh, language, different script, mm -hmm. uh, uh, different uh, vocabulary, obviously. And I was able to uh, find uh, the resources to take a year, no, six months of full-time language and then a year part-time. Uh, so I was able to achieve a certain level of proficiency in that language as well. But it's uh, I've actually heard from a couple of different places that there are links uh, 
you know, brain and sort of neuro links between uh, those who speak languages or, or math in some cases. Yeah, math. And, uh, uh, and music. When I was uh, actually teaching, uh, that was eons ago, but I used music a lot to work with my students who had some deficiency in math. Okay. And the transference was there, and, and they loved it. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Toronto uh, to study a program where they use dance to also teach things like geometry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So, yes, there is a relationship. There really is. Um, what else would you like me to know, Asa? You, you kind of shortchanged me. Dad was <laughs> talking about I did this, I did this. What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? I play music all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, I play piano and drums. I, I do that a lot in my free time. I just go in the basement and pull up a track and play along with it. I also like um, writing. Mm -hmm. uh, I draw sometimes in my free time. Are um, you any good? Uh, I haven't spent as much time drawing or writing as I have music. So uh, so mu music's like my forte, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like you're an artist. Yes, ma'am. With many dynamics. Right. Yes, right. many dynamics. Um, the two of you sitting here before me uh, represent a legacy, a visual legacy, but it didn't start with your dad, Asa, and it won't stop with you. Can you all talk about some things that may be memories from other influences in your life, one in particular? Well, I can, uh, I can talk a little bit about uh, my memories of my, my father, uh, James Nero. Uh, he passed in uh, February mm -hmm. of this year. And, uh, and of my, my family in general, it's funny, uh, we were discussing briefly before the show, but uh, you know, when I think about it, uh, for generations before, and it really works into the, the legacy discussion, my family, the Nero family, is really, um, not exclusively, but in large part, a family of uh, musicians and teachers. Mm -hmm. um, my father played uh, some clarinet and tenor saxophone when he was in high school. Mm -hmm. um, my mother uh, taught in the D.C. public school system, went to minor teachers college in Washington, D.C. Uh, some of my aunts on my father's side were uh, administrators and principals in the D.C. public school system. Uh, my wife, Sabrina, uh, has a love and passion for teaching, and she currently teaches uh, uh, as a professor at Georgetown University. Uh, my daughter, Naomi, um, has been a teacher's assistant mm -hmm. in the Sunday school at our church, Greater Mount Calvary, mm -hmm. in the past. And, uh, and I really think about that and how um, almost um, you know, unknowingly that... Uh, that trend or that thread has continued in our family, both with, with my music and, uh, and Asa. You know, it just so happens that uh, when I was in 10th grade, I believe, I went to, through, through the D.C. government's, uh, an old program called the D.C. Artworks Program. Mm -hmm. uh, I participated in the Blues Alley Summer Jazz Camp, mm -hmm. uh, and that helped me develop uh, as a musician on the saxophone. Just for a second, for those that are our international listeners, uh, Blues Alley is a jazz club, very famous 
Jazz Club that's right. in Washington, D.C. So when we're saying that, when you hear Blues Alley, that's what we're talking about. That's right. That's yes. right. And I think it was the summer after Asa's uh, seventh grade year mm -hmm. uh, that he also participated in the Blues Alley uh, summer jazz camp under the direction of uh, interna internationally renowned bassist uh, Michael Bowie. And through that association, Asa was able to hook into the Blues Alley uh, Youth Orchestra, where he plays now. And there you are again. You know, I was just thinking, um, I, I come from four generations of educators as well. But when I was giving the definition of legacy and interconnection across time. That's right. And what do you do when you teach? You connect. Mm -hmm. What does music provide you? A connection. So it, it's like it's in one big bowl, you know. That's right. We're really talking about the same thing. We're just talking about different distribution channels. That's right. Connecting. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 Asa, how do you see um, uh, maybe carrying music forward, you know, as you continue to grow and develop and maybe have your own family in the future? Uh, I certainly hope to instill a passion for music in my future family children and I also see like the pattern the pattern you play music and uh, granddad played music and uh, my grandma gave me her father's guitar which he used to play uh, recently and it's just like this everlasting loop of just passing music down and bringing that connection on uh, through the years. You know, I'm listening to the two of you, and, and we've talked about uh, legacy in terms of education, legacy in terms of music. What moral legacies, what value legacies have you received and are you carrying forward that you can get in touch with? Uh, well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, I think... What values have you learned from your father? From my father. From your mother, from uh, your grandfather. Patience. Okay. Uh, I see that through their parenting. Um, well, let's, let's stop there for a minute. <laughs> Give me an example. Well, um, I don't know. Well, what I've noticed recently is just for me, I've become more of a turtle in the sense of I have like a shell and I kind of live in my shell. Mm -hmm. So like I come home like this, I think this happened today and dad comes home and he says, hey, Isa. and I say hello and he says, how was your day? And I say, good. And, and, and what did you do? And he's like, oh, I did this and that. And it's kind of like these short responses. And I don't I don't know why, but I just uh, I don't know, maybe it maybe it's the whole teenage thing. But <laughs> I'm just kind of kept to myself sometimes and uh, just that kind of like patience. Because he still comes home and he still asks me about my day every day, even though my responses are short. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just something I appreciate. And I see uh, my my mom does that. And, yeah, that's just a good quality that I've observed and I try to take with me. And it's interesting because, yeah, I do believe part of it is um, age-related. I can remember uh, teaching 
young people your age? And there was a lot of short answers. Mm -hmm. The other piece of that is that's what's coming out of their mouths, but there's so much more going on inside of them at this point in time, decisions and choices, insecurities about certain things. And I, I know uh, that's when they were starting to try to figure out relationships, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, and who am I going to be? And I want to be popular. And, and do I do that by following everybody else? Who am I? What if I don't want to be that way? And I don't know if you have these kinds of things going on inside of you. I'm guessing you might have some. Sure, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And um, I think as parents, patience is important. But what I also heard you say is, I know my dad loves me because he keeps coming home and he keeps asking. Is that right? That's yeah. right. And it's really, um, I think I can speak for uh, myself and for Sabrina that it's, it's really important for both of us to just try to keep the communication lines open mm -hmm. uh, and to try to maintain and nurture the, re the relationship so that, uh, you know, even if we get uh, shorter answers from time to time, that if, uh, if and when there's a need, mm -hmm. uh, both our children know that we're there for them. They know that uh, we love them. You know, there's a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of I love yous that go back and forth during mm -hmm. the course of the day, uh, whether we're on the phone or or texting back and forth, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know kind of hard thing for an older person like myself. <laughs> uh, but um, but it just you know you're maintaining the lines, you're maintaining those keeping them open, those bridges. That's right. I um, I had a stepson to come and live with me at your age full time. And uh, he was my only child to come and live with me. And he was in trouble. His mother, birth mother, sent him. And it was a time, a wilderness time. And for me, uh, I wanted so much to help. And I never knew for quite a while whether I was making a difference. But I kept saying, you know what? I'm so glad you're here. Mm -hmm. I really, really love you. And... Um, Whatever, whatever you need, let's give it a try. We can do it together, you know. That's right. Um, and, and a lot of parents um, maybe get a little frustrated behind that. They may need more. But I think that's a lesson we learn in parenting, you know. Just keep it, keep it going. Just keep it going. That's right. And there's a balance there. I think it's really, uh, it's an investment. Oh, uh, yes. Number one. That, oh, yes. Uh, that God willing will have uh, compounding interest. Yes. In the future. Um, but it's also uh, it's a process for us as well as parents, because we you know, we've grown up, we've had our own childhood, our own adolescence and uh, teenage years and come up with certain uh, uh, certain good traits or, you know, good memories or not mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. memories. So we are at once we are we're working from within our own context. Uh, but then. We're also trying to give some room uh, for the children to be themselves, you know, realizing that if they don't do things exactly the way that we did or exactly the way we would, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means it's different. I remember something funny. My son was your age, Asa, and um, he, would, he would say, Tyra. And I'd say, what? 
and I'm sure he's going to laugh when he hears his show. I say, what? And he come up with, uh, I, you know, this long story, you know, and, and I would just listen. And he'd finish, and I'd say, and the answer's no. He said, well, why'd you let me go through it? I said, I find it, <laughs> I find it so fascinating because when I was your age, I was much better at it than you are. <laughs> and so we would have fun that way, you know. Um, but I, I just feel so grateful that I had that opportunity, you know, to give it my best shot. And sure. there, there are times now when um, I text him every morning. He is 40 years old. Mm-hmm. I text him some kind of encouragement, not expecting anything, just, but the days, there are just some days, it's just, you know how much this means to me, mm-hmm. or I love you too, or he'll tell me about something going on at the job, or a heartache, or what have you, and uh, I hope we never break that, mm-hmm. no matter what, I hope we never break that. Um, what I'd like to do is a quick break. And I hope after that you will play another selection for us. Sure. Awesome song. Great. Here we go. Radio Fairfax is your station, so use it. Listen on your television, computer, or mobile device. Radio Fairfax, what you want to hear, where you want to hear it. Tune in every Tuesday at noon for Music to My Ears, a show that looks for the cross influences and common ground among songs, artists, and music styles. The playlists are an eclectic mix of jazz, soul, and funk, rap, rock, and electronica because if every song is influenced by the last, then all music has a little soul. So join me, St. C, Tuesday at noon for Music to My Ears on Radio Fairfax. This is Ted Little inviting you to be with me this Monday at noon for Jukebox Noon Tunes. I'll play music from the 50s through today, as varied as Elvis and the Bare Naked Ladies. Highlights include news with a humorous twist, movies you may have missed, and a preview of your favorite Monday night TV programs. I want you to be with me Mondays at noon on Jukebox Noon Tunes. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. Don't you wish that getting your child to eat right, move more, and spend less time in front of a screen could be as easy as pushing a button? 
Well, you have more power than you know. The National Institutes of Health's We Can program can provide you with tips and tools to help your child stay at a healthy weight. Call 866-359-3226 for a free We Can Parents Handbook and visit wecan.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. us feel like we're dancing again come on back we got more talking to do I'm clapping everybody I hope you're <laughs> clapping as well thank you so much what was the name of that uh, that was called now's the time it was written by Charlie Parker uh, I remember when my dad would play that and oh, it was really? a dance that they used to do okay yeah okay and I guess we should also mention the first tune that we played uh, was called Strasbourg Saint Denis, and it was uh, composed by Roy Hargrove. Okay, excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. I um, want to go back to you, Asa. Who are your heroes? My heroes. Uh -huh. Start with my dad. Uh, Did he pay you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of my heroes are just musicians that I that I look up to, and I try to emulate in my playing so um got to start with uh snarky puppy is a group that i listen to all the time and i just love them it's just now what kind of music do they play that's a it's a world band it's world music which is um kind of hard to explain they use a lot of different instruments and it includes elements of like jazz and pop and um funk and then sometimes there's like some rock elements in it but it's a really varied group um, of, of players and instruments that they all bring together for this really 
like it's a, it's a dis- it's a distinct sound that and you when you said it's a world group yes does that mean that it's a diverse group or it that's just the representation of the sound it's the representation of the sound it's kind of the category okay um like world music okay yeah all right right how about your she rose <laughs> she rose um yeah i mother. think guys ought to have she rose right sure <laughs> yeah uh, my mother, um, grandma, uh, my sister and I are really close, and I look up to her um, a lot, probably more than I tell her. <laughs> um, yeah, um, some of the leaders at um, this other church that we attend, uh, McLean Bible, out in uh, Tyson's, Virginia, um, are just like really really good players um the music leaders are really good players and they just have a lot of wisdom about playing and just life in general and uh just um the christian walk and they've just like poured into me i did a program over the summer over there and it was really it was really great experience doing that i have two things to ask you one i know you did some wonderful things last summer so i want to go back to that but something occurred to me when i was looking at generationally I've been reading a lot about Generation Z, the millennials, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were talking about how they're walking away from organized religion. And they describe themselves, or they self-describe their choice as spiritual, which could be a number of different things. Do you see music? as a way of opening doors to young minds and uh, walking them into a more organized, well, traditional, not organized, traditional setting. Do you see that working for you? Are you seeing evidence of it or? For sure. Um, Yeah, that's definitely uh, a goal of mine as I grow as a musician is to bring people together and open uh, open up minds and eyes to to ideas and possibly conversations that need to be started mm-hmm. and just uh, just things things that need to be talked about or need to change. And I see that happening. Um, just look at like popular artists these days. They have uh, they have their fan base is what they call it. And then they also have like, um, again, with the Generation Z, with the social media, mm-hmm. they have outlets of ways to bring to light things that they that they uh, that they want to shed light on and they want to bring uh awareness to yeah i was noticing um my curiosity about generations has been i guess over the past 10 years the differences and generally they're defined by their their culture and major events that they've experienced in their lifetime and i started looking at the arts and uh the differences the waves of what's going on in the arts and uh i was looking at music, Christian music. And I start noticing people that I knew in gospel all of a sudden in Australia with Hillsong. Mm -hmm. And I start, you know what I'm saying? And so there was a mix, it's a coming together, if you will. And I felt really good about it because it was such a diverse uh, distribution of artists. And I looked at the thousands of people in the audience and they're jumping it doesn't matter it's the connection again that we talked about so i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that that music can be the key to some things but 
I want to go back because I know you had an exciting summer. You want to share what you did this sure. summer? Sure. Yeah. Um, I started off my summer in uh, Ohio at uh, the Ohio State University. I did a... Go Bucks. Right. <laughs> go Bucks. I got a hat with a Buckeye on it. Yeah, I got a degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was doing a um, linguistics program there, which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great time. And then I went over to New Jersey um, to Rutgers University. I did a jazz program there, which was also it was a really great experience. The faculty there, it was a bunch of pros. They were just pouring into all the students. It was, a, it was really fun. Yeah. Now, linguistics, you want to go back to that? Yes, linguistics. Um, it's something that I kind of, in a way, I could say I discovered it um, this summer in a different, uh, a different kind of, a different kind of level than I had before. Mm-hmm. It was the program was a kind of. It was a starting. It was the first program. It was the Summer Linguistics Institute for Young Scholars, and it was all about kind of the. The breakdown of language mm-hmm. and not necessarily the word order or sentence structure but more of the words themselves so like the vowels and the kind of movements you make with the mouth that are different with each mm-hmm. language so you have like your vowels your consonants and you have um your syntax in the way that the words are structured with their meaning so you have verbs and you'll have like irregular verbs like to be mm-hmm. um like i am or i was and those are added to the words in different ways in different languages um, by actual physical like letters in the word or just by the different way that you pronounce it with your mouth. So, And speaking of pronouncing letters with your mouth, that's a perfect transition <laughs> to the assignment that your father has, which is to read a letter that he wrote to his younger self. Yes. You want to start that now? Sure, sure. Courtney, this is Courtney. (laughs) Uh, This is like uh, time travel, teleportation, way back machine, uh, DeLorean type thing. But I only have three minutes, so (laughs) I will get with it. Uh, I'm 45 years old now, and I've seen some things. I've traveled. I've worked, I've played, I've laughed, and I've cried. Overall, thank God, life is good. I'm grateful for what I have because nothing is promised. We have no entitlement to life or health. Nothing we do or say or negotiate or buy can guarantee an extra minute on this earth. When our time comes, our time comes. What this tells me And what I want to impart to you is to make the most of what you have. And what I've observed over years and years of life and living is that consistency is both an elusive quality, uh, but also so very valuable in most every aspect of life. Chase after consistency, and you will indeed make the most of what you have. Be consistent in prayer, in Bible study, in habits of mind, in habits of body, like exercise and eating well, in music practice, in language study, and in letting those you love know that they are loved. Consistency will help grow habits, 
and those habits will help you thrive in multiple aspects of life. I wrote a song years ago that I never developed, but I copyrighted it recently so that I could share it in this letter. The lyrics say, Only what you do for Christ will last. Represent for him so that everyone will know that Jesus runs the show. Let Jesus take the lead in your thoughts, your words, your deeds. Only what you do for Christ will last. That's a godly legacy. Don't be afraid to love. Speak your mind. Let go of fear and take hold of faith. Think about the pitfalls, but think more about the potential. Love life and keep living. And take it easy on those desserts. Love you, Courtney. That's beautiful. I love the song. Thank you. Thank I you. do. I have, to, uh, have to get it on wax one day. You will. I, I know will. you will. Um, this has been a delight, both because I know you. Uh, I've known you for a few years now. I have enjoyed your spirit and your gift, Courtney. Oh, the gift of the theme song. Thank you. Oh. Uh, it's it was a pleasure. surprise. It was a surprise, and it's one, and everyone loves it that hears it. Thank you Praise for God. that. Uh, we have a couple of minutes. I like to um, leave our listeners with uh, what I call a spiritual doggy bag, some words of encouragement, empowerment uh, for the times when they're sitting up saying, I'm tired. I am tired of being tired. So Robert Frost says the best way out is always through. Truth be told, happiness is not the absence of problems, but the ability to deal with them. Imagine all the wondrous things your mind might embrace if you weren't wrapped up so tightly around your struggles. Always look at what you have instead of what you have not. Because it's not what the world takes away from you that counts. It's what you do with what you have left. I want you to know that uh, you've been listening to Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. My guests again have been Mr. Courtney Nero and his wonderful son, Asa. I want you to thank you for stopping by and to remind you, to remind you, your exercise. Remember the two times you brush your teeth and look in that mirror, there's something the mirror is not going to tell you. You have to tell you that you are worthy. There is nothing that happened in your life that won't matter Refuse to be refused and treat yourself like someone you love. I'm going to have Mr. Tony Walker take us out on the piano version of our theme song. I look forward to you. Same time, same place. Your seat is guaranteed. Be well now. Bye. <laughs>